welcome to a bonus Molyneux View podcast with me, Jackie Oley, and your athletic correspondent, Tim Spears. We are here because we have already recorded our podcast of about an hour or so, podcast number three, uh, talking about Twitter and uh, the use of social media when it comes to Wolves. And of course, we just finished recording it when the news broke that the Wolves sporting director, Kevin Thelwell, is leaving the club this month to take up the role of head of sport at New York Red Bull. So we thought we needed to do an extra little pod for you to get Tim's views on maybe why Kevin Thelwell has left what he did in his time at the club and what this means for the future of the club. So, Tim, this is really where you come in and you talk a lot about. Right. I think, I think we, we, we're just happened. we're just missing um, we're just missing a klaxon here. Emergency pod <laughs> klaxon. Um, I haven't actually moved, Jackie, since since we recorded um, our regular pod. <laughs> it's... Really? Have you, are you sitting in a study? Where are you? <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm on the I'd sofa. Like to picture the scene. Yeah. I've moved around the room whilst I've paced the room while while speaking to a lot of people on the phone. Um, but yeah, this kind of broke. ESPN broke the story um, about half an hour after we recorded our pod earlier this afternoon. Kevin Thelwell, bombshell. He's gone. He's gone. Um, yes. Did you see this coming, first of all? Oh, Are you aware that moves were afoot for him to leave? It's one of those where you could say you've seen it coming for four years, but equally not at all, and it's still a real surprise. I mean, you know, he's dealt with a lot in the last few years, all the changes that we've seen in the club and Fosun and obviously George Mendes' is very public kind of interest. Um, but as for a departure for the here and now, you know, absolutely not, because he was um, working furiously during the, the transfer window. Um, mostly on a whole host of departures, certainly on deadline day. Um, but yeah, the, I don't think Wolves are expecting the news to break today. Equally, I think they're surprised it hasn't come out because it's it's been um, in the pipeline for quite a few weeks now. Um, I gather Jeff Shee was first kind of made aware two months ago um, and Nuno's been aware for a few weeks as well. So they've done well to keep it quiet. Um, it was due to be announced on Tuesday but the news broke early on um, on Monday afternoon. So from what I gather, it has, I mean, people will say, oh, well, is that why? Is that why they didn't sign enough players in the transfer window? Absolutely not. You know, the transfer window went as normal. Um, and obviously the the one major addition, you've got to say towards his first team, was a George Mendes client, Daniel Pedence. Um Fell was involved in every single deal that the club does, but it was certainly kind of one that came from the Mendes stable um but no it hasn't affected anything um as far as the transfer window goes but it'll affect a lot coming up in the next few months jackie that's for sure well there's quite a lot to unpick for what's supposed to be quite a short podcast we could probably do another hour on this just knowing you yeah. me and the wolves frankly i mean first of all we should say what an opportunity for him to be going from our beloved wolverhampton we love it people from there <laughs> might not think it's quite as appealing as new york um but he's going to new york he's going to new york red bulls which is an opportunity lifestyle wise wolverhampton wanderers though see themselves as potentially a top four and beyond club in the next few years would kevin Thelwell ideally like to have stayed in under different circumstances Mm, that's a good. That's a good question. Um, Just tell us if you can't say or you don't know, but I can only ask you these questions. Well, I would say that um, first of all, it's a great opportunity, and New York Red Bulls are a bit different um, in the fact that kind of under the Red Bull umbrella, there's lots of other clubs within that, and I'm sure there'll be you know big opportunities for Kevin within that model. Um, his kids are all grown up, so you know he, he can make that move to America, whereas some people maybe wouldn't. 
um, if they've got younger kids, etc. Also, he's been at, he's been at Wolves a long time. Eleven and a half years is a long time, and he's been through a lot of regimes and um, a, f- a couple of chairmen and a few regime and era changes and lots of different staff and lots of different managers. And he was academy manager and then head of football development and recruitment and then yes. sporting director four years ago. Absolutely, risen his way up through the ranks, survived survived a lot and was on the board as well. I mean, uh, that was quite a recent change. Um, I can't imagine that was too long before um, New York expressed their interest because he came on the board um, last year. As for would he have stayed under different circumstances? I mean, that's uh, only he can answer that really. But what I would say is that his, his specification of his role has certainly changed in terms of top-end first-team recruitment in the past few years. Obviously, you know, Jeff Shee has gone on record as saying how much they trust and value, you know, George Mendes's opinion. What I would say, and it's a bit of a common misconception, really, Mendes doesn't run the club, you know, barely see the guy. He turns up to matches now and again, yes, but he's not at Compton. Um, he's not at Molyneux very often at all. And I think it's easy to underestimate Kevin Thelwell's role and importance to Wolves. He is, I've said this a few times in the last couple of hours, he's he's the matrix, basically. Everything goes through him. You know, he manages down, he manages up. All the heads of department, football-wise, um, um, go to him. He then relates all that to Jeff. He's kind of like a football chief executive, really, I'd say, in terms of very much the football side of things. Overseeing the academy, the under-23s, which is which has been... Um, a massive part of Wolves' you know, recruitment strategy in the past two years, or the amount of money and time and effort that's gone into improving that under-23 squad is night and day from it was two years ago. And heading up a, a huge a huge and expanding recruitment team of six, seven, eight full, full-time members of staff at Compton Park, headed up by John Marshall, who, who reports to Kev. Um, he goes out scouting an awful lot. Um, just before Christmas, kind of looking at who they can bring in during the January window and, and has put forward a lot of kind of suggestions to... To Nuno, who as who as we've said on the regular pod this week, that people can hear tomorrow, um, he's very kind of picky about which players he wants, and I think reading between the lines, perhaps I don't know when it comes to first team players, does he trust um, George Mendes's opinion more on, on who George thinks Wolves should bring in, and then that can, then feeds back to Kev as to whether the deal can be done and whether it's appropriate and whatnot. So it, there's many kind of different avenues that you can go down here. A very complex issue, but what I would say is that Foson value um Kevin Thelwell very highly and I know he's been you know he's very much been looked after in the last few years and I think they're very very sad to see him go because from the outside I can imagine certainly from a national level my colleagues on various our colleagues on national newspapers would be looking at this and thinking oh sporting director's gone who people don't really talk about when it comes to Wolves recruitment has he been squeezed out by Mendes what would you say to those people no I think it's a way of the modern football world that that agents are involved in recruitment now, and clubs clubs lean heavily on a certain agent. We've we've seen many examples of that, but Wolves is the one that gets talked about most because George Mendes is the most high profile um, agent in the world, and and Wolves have been so successful in in the past two years. So, um, I mean, what, what is kind of interesting to note is the amount of changes that are happening at, at Wolves at the moment, and you know, obviously. There's a big vacuum there to be filled and Laurie Dalrymple left only a few months ago and we've seen other heads of department leave. The head of medical that has left recently, Phil Hayward. Academy boss Gareth Prosser left in the summer. Rob Edwards left the under-23 setup. We've seen a lot of change at this club in the past few years and I think it's important to stress to fans that, you know, this is not the kind of 
warm and fuzzy Mick McCarthy days um, where it's a smaller team, but perhaps one where individuals feel very important and very valued. I would say now you've got a much more of a kind of um, a clinical, I don't know, numbers-based um, way to run things. Folks can kind of see things very black and white. They've got very... Ruthless? Um, ruthless. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. And also, what, what I would say is very philosophical about these departures. From what I kind of gather, you know, as much as they extremely highly valued Kev and respected him, they haven't kind of made efforts to keep him necessarily. Um, I think once you kind of decide that you're going... Um, they're fine with that and they think look you know we'll go out and hire what they would term to be you know better staff of course you know they'll look they'll look for the for the next best and brightest in the industry and Wolves will have absolutely no shortage of applicants for the role that Kevin leaves what is what is interesting is what's going to happen in the short term because Jeff Shee um, has said in today's statement he's going to take on Kevin Thelroth's responsibilities Um, the same was kind of alluded to in the summer when when Laurie Dalrymple left which I must say was a very different kind of announcement. You know, when Laurie left today was was very, very warm, and um, Jeff she was extremely generous about what he said about Kevin Thelwell and said he he literally um, couldn't have done more in the past three and a half years. Without a doubt, Kevin has fulfilled the expectations of the board and I over the past three and a half years. He said, um, natural sadness to see him depart. Very different language to what we saw in in the summer when Laurie departed. Um, but yeah, what is his, what is going to be interesting is that Jeff is is chairman. Um, he's now de facto sporting director for a few months until they look to recruit in time for the next window. I understand, um, and he's taken on a lot of um, Laurie Dalrymple's responsibilities as well, alongside marketing chief Russell Jones, who's kind of stepped up. So, very different way of working. Um, from what I gather, there'll be a bit of a, a restructure ahead in in how things are done in the coming months, and it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, who Fosun bring in. As you mentioned, there won't be any shortage of applications. Will the successor to Kevin Thelwell tell us a lot about the direction in which the club is going? In terms of whether it's even a Portuguese appointment, does that matter? Does it matter if that Britishness has gone with all those names that you've just listed who are very well liked, by the way? I'm not sure nationality necessarily matters. Um, I mean, I thought that when they brought in their next under-23 coach, that it would be someone perhaps from the continent. Um, but then they brought in James Collins from Crewe. Um, a very, uh, the opposite of a glamorous appointment, you know, with all respect to James. Um, so I think it will more be the role that they undertake and, and, and how they fit in to the structure at the club. So obviously Nuno is absolutely integral to everything. You know, we talk about all these departures and how Wolves are confident that they can that they can cope without these these men with these expertise. But if Nuno goes, you know, I'd I'd be worried about the whole pack of cards falling down, to be honest. So it's somebody that's got to it's got to A got to work with Nuno, um, B be happy um that Fosun um have George Mendes is here and vice versa and, and that they lean on George Mendes for to when it comes to looking for players and that and that George Mendes and Nuno have got an extremely close relationship that, that dates back decades um, and then B oh sorry C how it works in with, with the academy and the under 23 structure as well because that's that's the succession plan you know we, we're talking about the amount of money that Wolves are spending on the first team well you know these guys that they've brought in um Loredice and Campana and they've got Owen Atasawi, the um, American defender and Sondergaard in goal and 
Jordao, who's played for Lazio and he's in the 23s. You know, the, the, these guys, they want them to be part of the first team fabric for the future. So so that's important as well. The academy, which is a lot of money being spent on that. And talking about expanding Molyneux and an under-23 stadium. There's so much here. And, and Kev was integral, was integral to all of that and contract negotiations. And that is one thing I would say when talking about the next few months is that contract-wise, they've not got a host of players out of contract this summer. John Ruddy is the one that stands out. I'm not sure if there's anybody else, but they've, they're set up. They're in a good position. Four, five-year contracts were handed out. You know when they've signed all of these, um, all these big-name players for the first team. So there's never a good time for a sporting director to go. But immediately after a January transfer window, um, wouldn't be the worst. However, there's a lot of planning to do for the summer, and that does does kind of concern me a little bit. That that Kev has gone at this point. No, no replacement sort of imminent. Um, so who's putting together the plan for the summer and not just in terms of first team recruitment but but the whole recruitment across the board so vacuum to be filled there and um, yeah very big shoes to fill and it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out and um, <laughs> a huge responsibility for, for Jeff Shee who you know when he when he joined the club, I think it was during his press conference 2016 when Foson bought the club. You know, he freely admitted he, d- he didn't didn't know anything about football and he's and he's new to the sport and he's kind of reiterated that um, last year in an interview when talking about Foson's football expertise. Um, at Foson, we know nothing about football. Um, sometimes it's an advantage to know nothing, he said, and because you're fresh to the industry, so you can think differently and have some very naive ambitions. He said maybe at the beginning. I want to do something big, you know, and that kind of came across, I guess, in his quotes at the time. They want Wolves to be the biggest club in the world, but they do think about things differently. They come across from a business perspective and they're still getting to grips with how football works. They've done it extremely successfully. Um, everything's kind of come together, really. You've got the Portuguese side of it with Nuno. You've got the British side with Kevin Thelwell and Laurie Darimple and the underpinning of the medical team and the coaching staff. And then you've got this Fosun at the top with their philosophies, with their investment, with their ideas and somehow it's all kind of come together and it's worked but once people start to leave that's when you kind of question what's next really of course you do so they've got to get these appointment or point or appointments right in the summer because um if Nuno gets any kind of inkling of things not working around him then I'm I'm sure he'll be kind of looking elsewhere if he thinks things are going south so it's all got to come together again and um, a really important few months ahead. Do you think there's a chance they might promote from within, say, someone like Scott Sellers? Scott Sellers, again, very well respected. Um, John Marshall, head of recruitment as well, been there a few years now, very very well respected. Um, I don't think you can rule that out. They've done that in the past. Um, Jeff obviously likes, would like to work with people that he knows and trusts and can appreciate the club's values and Foson's values and Nuno's values and all coming together. So looking at what Foson do in the past, they don't, they don't go for big names necessarily. Um, they go for the right person, no, no matter how much that costs. So, no, certainly can't be ruled out that it'll be from within. Just fill us in, if you mind, Tim, a bit about what Kevin Thelwell has done at the club, because people don't really know. Um, I don't know which players he's been responsible for bringing in. What are his successes? What might he look back on and think, I wish I'd done that differently, or I'm glad I did that well? Can you just tell us a bit more about that? I mean, he really kind of came to the fore in the League One season um, when Kenny Jackett very publicly stated how important he was. And I think people started to try and... People stood up and took notice at that time of um, these major successes in terms of recruitment that they'd had, um, buying not very well-known players for not much money and, and moulding a team that that took the League One by storm and, and claimed the points record for that division. And, 
he's grown in importance really as the years have gone on to the extent where he's you know made recommendations for hiring managers um it was his recommendation to hire Kenny Jacket back at the time made to Steve Morgan less successfully he also he was the man who recruited Paul Lambert as well and then in terms of players um very much he's had very much headed that up 100% in the past few years and has had many successes i think Dendonka was certainly one that he brought in and He's involved in every deal as well. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be said. You know, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not George Mendes signing the paperwork and ratifying all the contracts for all these deals. You know, Diogo Jota was was the best example. Really, Wolves wanted him. They wanted him for a year or so. Zenga was in charge when they when they first wanted Jota, and yes, Mendes is his agent and has helped facilitate the deal. But it was it was Kevin Thelwell who who flew out to Portugal to um to finalise all the details and, and get Jota over the line and and a Wolves player. So. He's been intrinsically important to absolutely everything. Like I said earlier, he's sort of seen as a, a football chief executive at the club. And very good to deal with. Honestly, you hear this said a lot when people leave, but he's one of the good guys. Um, mm. A real pleasure to deal with. Utterly professional. Um, a shrewd operator. Very well respected within the game. Very well respected. Um, so he'll he'll be missed. He'll be sorely missed. But like I say, Foson will be confident that, that, that they'll, yes, sort of mourn his departure. But also confident that they can they can move on without him. So to sum it up, he's done a very good job. Yeah, uh, he's had plenty of successes. He's done much better than perhaps he gets credit for from the supporters, and he's a very good bloke and very personable. And we wish him well for the future. Yeah, agree with all of that. I'd say exactly the same. And then talking about the future because that's what people want to know about. You know, things move on in football so quickly, and he goes to New York next week, and people will forget about him very quickly because that's the nature of football. But. So we're talking about the future here and what you would say, I know people will be a little bit alarmed maybe at senior staff leaving, but you've got to look at what, what Foson are doing and, and how successful they've been so far. And I think they have made mistakes, but I think they've earned the trust of the fans going forward. And the bottom line, as always, is those first team results and you cannot argue with where Wolves are as a club at the moment. No, you really can't. No, you can't. And, and, and a lot of that has been down to Kevin Thurwell, it must be stated, but the club will move on without him. Fans listening to this, I can imagine will be listening to you talking about Jeff Shee taking on more of a football role just a year or so after he's admitted he knows absolutely nothing about football. So would any other clubs be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, they've got somebody in there who's admitted he knows nothing about football. Now's a really good time to phone up and, and try and sign some of their better players um, for um, very little money. <laughs> I put that a bit crudely, but do you see what I mean? Is there a concern at the lack of football knowledge in there, even if it only is between now and the summer? Just on that quote, I mean, I think I think he kind of it was when he first came into the club. He admitted he was very, very new to football and needed to be surrounded by people with expertise. And when he was kind of talking about it last year, the quote I read out earlier, I think he's he's talking about Foson as a whole in general because they're such a big conglomerate that football is still very new to them. What I would say about Jeff is that he's learned an awful lot, and after year one, when he made some hellish mistakes in terms of um, the players they brought in, the rush, the glut of transfers. You know, the summer that Foson came in, they bought, what, 12 players in six weeks? It was absolutely balmy. I barely slept for six weeks. It was horrendous. And, um, I think how Kevin Thelwell felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then brought in Kevin um, Walter Zenger, who's, who's um, was such a strange appointment at the time. And they learned, they learned a lot from that. And, you know, they've landed on their feet with getting Nuno in who's brought everything together but Foson have learned a lot of lessons in that time and Jeff personally definitely has and what I would say he's he's goes to 
every single game you can imagine. He's at all the under-23 games, as far as I'm aware, certainly the home games, um, which, not necessarily, you know, criticism, but Nuno doesn't go to under-23 games. You know, he's purely focused on the first team. But Jeff's there. Um, he was he at never the FA goes U- to under-23 games, Nuno, no. No, N- Nuno doesn't know. He sees it. This is one for another pod, really. But Nuno very much concentrates all of his efforts and energy on the first team. Does that mean because he trusts his staff to be able to tell him that we've got this guy in here and he's perfectly ready for the first team? And you've got technology, of course, as well, without him to give up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, well, and also, Jackie, he hasn't, he hasn't been training because the, 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 so, the squad's so tiny that they're all training with him anyway. Um, but he's very, very much a head coach. He's not a manager. You know, you don't see him getting involved in other sides of it. And I think that that's a model that works really well for him and for Wolves. And and you look at the success of the first team, and you can't say any, anything different, really. So, um, but Jeff, I mean, I, you know, as for him personally and individually about his football knowledge, you know, I've I've not spoken to him enough to to know. But you've got to say he's learned an incredible amount in the last few years like I said he goes to every game he watches every training session he's got a he's got an office at Compton he he made the move to come here full time if you remember the mm, first season yes. he was only here part time splitting his time between here and China he brought his family over didn't he brought his family here lives in the city he's all over it so you can't argue with that commitment and I know for a fact that Kevin Thurwell is going to you know help with this kind of transition and 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 he's 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 going to give them advice as to the kind of next steps they take in terms of how the club is run over the next few months. So in that respect, you're hoping it looks okay. And then they're bringing in the new guy in time for the next transfer window, who hopefully will come in, pick up where Kevin's left off, bring new ideas to the table. And hopefully it should be quite seamless. There's the, You've got to say there's an opportunity for, for things to go wrong here if they make the wrong appointment. But we'll see what happens. Either way, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be a very important move as to what they do next. So no calls for alarm. There's plenty of football knowledge around the club to be able to help Jeff Shee with this transition until the summer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially with Nuno at the helm. You know, you don't need to be worried about the first team. And they've done their recruitment now until the summer. So there's time to get this appointment right. And they, what, you've got, what you would say, they will not be short of offers. They are one of the fastest growing clubs in Europe, on and off the field. And... Everyone who's looking to move or is unemployed wherever will be looking to put their their name in the hat for this particular appointment because it's um, it's got to be one of the one of the biggest jobs in in football in terms of um, sporting directors to to go for at the moment. And do you reckon Nuno will have a say in this appointment? Bearing in mind they need him to be able to get on with him. I think he should do, and I think he will absolutely. That 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 link is in, is integral if you've got. In terms of recruitment, in terms of bringing through youngsters, in terms of um, contract negotiations, you know, Nuno might not be the one doing all those things, but he's he's certainly having a say in it, and it's certainly him that's got to carry the can at the end of the day. If they bring in a, a sporting director who signs a load of duds and is horrible to deal with for the players and whatever, you know, that's 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 going to reflect really badly on Nuno. So he'll he'll want to be not involved in the process, but I'm sure he'll want to be clued in as to what's going on, and he'll want to kind of have a final say on who comes in. I'd be amazed if it was any other way because you've only got a few kind of key figures right at the very top of the club and Nuno's one, Jeff She's another and Kevin Thelwell's replacement will be another. Well, whoever they do recruit, if it's from outside of the club, I thoroughly recommend Codsall as a place to move to. Lovely, <laughs> leafy. It's only 10 minutes from the Molyneux. Crown at works for a bit of dinner as well, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to go there in my teenage years. 
possibly once or twice before I was 18. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's for that's nothing to do with football, is it? Um, thank you, Tim, for your thank bonus you. expertise on this Emer- that was going to be 10 Clarkson. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to our producer, by the way, but we said we'll just do 10 minutes. And when you and I get talking about Wolves, it rarely happens that way. So thank you very much. And a reminder that if you'd like to read Tim's article, are you writing one now? Have you just finished? Oh, I suppose I better start now, and not I? And if you want to read it, then you'll need to subscribe to The Athletic and uh, thoroughly recommend you do. So if you do, you can get 40% off if you put in Wolves Pod as your discount code and you can read all of Tim's articles. Thank you so much. Do come back to us tomorrow. If you're a subscriber, then it should be uh, downloading automatically for you from all your usual podcast platforms. Uh, Our latest, the Molyneux View podcast, which is our full hour one on Twitter and social media, specifically relating to Wolves and what they've done since they've grown so quickly over the last couple of years. And join us next week when we're back on Tuesday morning at 5am. I'll speak to you then. Cheers, Tim. Cheers.